Hey, this is Ashlyn, former co-host of the Top 10 Recovery Podcast, The Betrayed, the Addicted, and the Expert. I have had my challenges, but I am also living proof that joy is possible, even when life does not go as planned. Every day I get to help women rise and find their own healing despite their circumstances. I'm excited to share with you real examples of living a life full of adventure, true healing, and freedom, no matter how messy life gets each episode, I will introduce you to someone I love and respect to talk about ways to be the buffalo and to face your storms in different areas of life. If you're looking for just betrayal topics, catch me on my former podcast where there are four years of golden content, all for free at your fingertips. All right, let's do this. It's just me today. And I asked my audience to help me with this episode because I have my own experience with life after divorce and the little things that become really big accomplishments, but it's important, I think, for all of us to hear the many different experiences that we can have after loss. And so um, this is about divorce, but really it's about loss because whether you've asked to end your marriage or relationship, uh, it's still a grieving process. So wherever you're at, um, I have people who are here and responding who have lost children and those who've lost spouses, people who've gotten divorced, people who have never gotten married and have had really hard breakups. And so I want to be able to share these things with you. But first, let me tell you a little bit about my own. So I have been, um, I have been unmarried <laughs> for uh, close to three years now, which is uh, mind-boggling to me because it's gone fast, and yet it's uh, it's I don't know how to explain it. I was with him for twenty-two years, and although it's still a huge part of my life and I still co-parent with the former husband, it's not a part of my life anymore. (laughs) I have a very new life. And um, someone asked me this week, if they think women do better outside of marriage, why are more women getting unmarried? And is it this movement? Is it feminism? And uh, for me, it has definitely given me wings to soar. It has definitely given me me back. Um, but I'm also with a partner, uh, someone new, and he allows me to still soar. And so for me, marriage wasn't the problem. Um, it was the people <laughs> in the marriage that no longer fit together. And uh, as I've said before, hindsight is always twenty twenty. And so for me, we actually had a very, I would say, fair trade within the dynamic of our marriage where we both worked from home for the last eight years of our relationship. And we shared a lot of the household duties. And I think I've even shared on the podcast before where we took a a notebook and I wrote down every single thing that needed to happen to be a parent and to be a partner and to own a business. And the list was long. There was three columns on each side of the page. 
anywhere from grocery shopping, seeing what food needs to be bought to go grocery shopping, making dinner, making lunches, making breakfast, doing dishes, taking out trash, making doctor's appointments, taking said person to the doctor's office, picking up or taking to school, um, signing kids up for activities and then taking them. And uh, there's, as you know, a giant list of things to do. And the mental load is often carried by one partner a little bit more than the other. Um, But we got to a point where because we were both working at home and both working, we just said, why are we not just splitting this 50-50? And so what we did is we made this huge list and then we each went through with a colored highlighter and I picked, sorry, I picked the things that were easy for me. It's really easy for me to do laundry, but you know what I don't like? I don't like putting it away. (laughs) Uh, This is old Ashland talking because new Ashland puts all the laundry away the same day. I'm actually really good at it now because there's no one else to do it for me. (laughs) I realized when I was married, I was just waiting for him to do it and he never did. And so I would just sit on the floor for a week in the laundry basket. So uh, I would choose do laundry and he would choose put away the laundry. So we solved some, solved some problems there. Well, um, I know that my, my relationship was unique in that way. A lot of people don't have that. In fact, a lot of the messages I got this week from girlfriends were frustration out of not feeling like their partner deems their time worthy or that it's unfair that a partner, a husband can go out and go on a bike ride and listen to podcasts whenever they want. And they don't necessarily even say, hey, I'm leaving. They just go out to the garage or just go outside and do their thing. Whereas as a mother, most of us have to get, have to say, Hey, I'm leaving. Here's what needs to happen while I'm gone. There's someone to watch the kids. There's something happening. And we just carry a lot more of that mental load. Well, when you have loss, especially with a relationship, a breakup, widow, or uh, ending the marriage or relationship, you get stuck with all of it. And so I went from a 50-50 relationship to now it's all on me. And the untethering part was so much. It was very overwhelming. Again, I have a reel that explains this. I made a to-do list. Um, I'm very good at figuring out next steps. And so I decided that I might as well do it, even though it felt like over-functioning and controlling and micromanaging. But the truth was, if no one made the list, nothing would be done. And so I just said, I'm going to do this without resentment. I made the list. It's everything from getting new bank accounts, taking each other off, uh, like rewards programs, um, getting new insurances, multiple. And for me, I found out that as you're a woman over 40, who's divorced, you are punished. And so everything of, in my bill wheelhouse went up. And my credit score went down because all of the sudden I had a higher debt to to, uh, income ratio. And um, I remember when I bought my home from my then partner, massive, massive deal that I could do that. But he said, your credit score isn't great, but it's, it's normal for a woman to not have as high as credit credit score as their husband. 
that's just the way it is. Even if you guys shared everything. Um, so there's a lot of icky that goes along with the untethering. Well, um, some of the, the big things that I first did, um, you're looking at it. Um, if you're watching this on uh, Facebook behind me, you'll see, I built a wall and it required me to borrow tools and learn how to use them and to measure and do pick out the color on my own and to design the space that I wanted. And I started with the great room and the master bedroom, because these were two places that I knew I would be spending my time and I knew I wanted to reclaim as my own. And so doing that was a big deal for me. I didn't have to ask anyone for their approval or opinion on color or how high I made the shelf or what it looked like or which wall I did it to. It was just my decision. And then I bought this pink velvet bed <laughs> and I started creating things on my own, which if you've been in a place of partnership, you know that making your own decisions doesn't always come. There's always someone else who's a part of things. And so it felt extremely big for me. Um, I just redid this room even more and I painted all the walls and the ceilings and the doors and the trim, this cracked pepper black color. And I absolutely love it. Absolutely love it. Highly recommend. Um, but it continued. I, I sold my, uh, my first car. I'd never sold a car on my own before I, um, bought a new car on my own. Never done that before. So I asked some of you guys, what are some of the little things that felt like big things? And remember, this doesn't necessarily mean just divorce. Um, so I'm going to read you some going to a men's retreat and finding the strength to process the grief that I've carried for most of my life. Another, I started being able to sleep through the night after my husband passed away. I moved to a whole new state. I did a road trip alone from Minnesota to the farthest East coast and back. I got my own bank account because my first husband controlled the money and I bought a new oven and range. I moved out of state and away from everyone I knew. I traveled alone. Uh, getting my oil changed and my car registered. That is a big thing. Um, my first Costco run after the funeral, it about killed me, but I'm still standing many years and many Costco adventures later, hang in there. Um, and this, uh, this gal says Friday nights were so hard for me. I can very much relate to that. And for some reason, Friday nights still hit me. And so, um, if I don't have plans Friday night, I somehow feel like I'm doing something wrong. So I romanticized my Friday nights and I decided to get takeout. And I got the same takeout every other Friday that I didn't have my kids. And I would take a bubble bath and burn candles and play music. And I absolutely adored my Friday nights after that. And so a lot of these that you hear, you're going to hear some reclamation. And if you aren't sure what that even feels like for yourself, I hope these ideas will give you an idea of what it can look like for you, because here's the deal. You may be listening to this and be in a relationship without divorce or being widowed or breaking up, but you still have the opportunity to make some of these changes. And that is something, the coolest thing I saw within my friends that are still married is they started saying, I'm going to buy my first car by myself without my husband. 
because I can. They saw what I was doing and decided that they could be doing it too. There's no reason you have to have loss in order to take back yourself and reclaim. Here's some more. Buying and putting together a new lawnmower, the grass was getting embarrassing tall, embarrassingly tall. Having to pay rent for the first time. I'd always had a mortgage, but I moved out and I bought a car on my own and soon to be daycare for my baby. I was always the stay-at-home mom. So entering the workforce for so many who have never even had to work and then are, are forced to. Um, this girl says, going full-time as from a work-at-home mama to not having my kids for, for dinner 12 times a month has by far been the biggest challenge for me. I'm two years in and it's not really any different. Um, let's see. I bought a camper and a boat and I learned how to connect them all to my vehicle and back them up and do all the things. I also bought a new vehicle. I'm proud that I did those things alone and can do them, but I still desire a partner who wants to come alongside. I get you. Uh, changing my tire and getting my own oil changed done, p putting utility bills in my name and paying them myself. Yeah, there, there's just so many things. And with each little thing, if you feel grief, if you feel like, why is this little thing feel so draining and so big? It's because it is. It's because you are mixing in like some micro grieving or even big grieving with a small task, something that was manageable when life was a little bit easier. And now it's a little bit harder. What about feeling, filling out doctor's office forms and going from marital status and to single or divorced. And then your emergency contacts. I had to ask friends to be my emergency contacts because I didn't live close enough to family and I didn't have a partner. That was hard. Um, I drove my kids uh, to the beach without my husband when we were all separated. I got a new bank account, entered the workforce, got new health insurance, and paid the bills on my own. I bought a house, a new car, um, taking my kids on vacation alone, having the freedom to budget, save, invest, and go to college, grad school, build a career with a competitive salary. Good job. Changing my name on everything. Oh the passports, the credit cards, the bank accounts, rewards programs, like the list is, it could go on all night. Um, taking a trip with my kids, car, um, car flights, hotels, the works, it was huge. And I remember doing that. The first trip I took my kids, we were separated. Um, and I got served divorce papers um, on that trip. Uh, but we went to Palm Springs and it was a really, really good trip. And actually just the other day, I took my kids to St. George, Utah. And they said, this is our favorite trip since Palm Springs. And we've been to Disneyland. <laughs> so um, hallelujah. Maybe that means we don't have to go to Disneyland anymore. Um, this may sound weird, but after my divorce, I wanted my maiden name back, but it's not weird to me. That was huge. I felt like my ex tried to strip my identity and tore down everything. I was I was, and it was a first step at reclaiming myself. I actually go by Ashlyn Allen, not Ashlyn Mitchell. I just didn't do it legally. Uh, going to my place in the mountain without him. It was mine pre-marriage and grocery shopping at Winco. It's silly, but it's a, re a weekly ritual that we did. And this was big to do it for the first time alone. So this example right here is absolute reclamation, taking an old 
space or vacation and taking an old ritual and creating and making it your own. Um, I'm going to have a whole podcast about that coming up because there is so much power in it. Uh, I went to see Pink in concert and I needed to scream and sing and get it out of my system. Concerts are so good for the soul when we are in our dark because there's something in music. Uh, The week my husband moved out, I went and bought my own barbecue grill. Nothing super fancy, but it was mine, not his and not ours. It meant a lot to me and it felt very independent. The first time checking the single box on any form or paperwork, that felt like a declaration of acceptance met with fear and uncertainty. I am taking three young children tent camping by myself this weekend. It feels like a lot right now. So please wish me luck. We will. Uh, Been there, done that. And uh, we left a day early. (laughs) So uh, I, I would not call me successful at that. Uh, planning a vacation by myself and buying my first car by myself. Oh, like you go from asking for your partner's opinion or people, and then it's just you. So sometimes I do get decision paralysis where I am afraid to make the decision, even though it affects no one but myself. Um, I rearranged the house, got rid of his things and made my home my own for once. And I loved it. It's one of the favorite things about being single. I also finally finished drywalling the basement. So I felt like I have a more living space. That is awesome. Come do mine. Um, Freedom to get back outdoors more and enjoy nature. Yeah, I love this. After my divorce, being able to play music every evening instead of having the TV on constantly, having time to myself when kids went to their dads. This time after a serious relationship, um, booking my dream trip to Bali by myself. Ooh, um, things on my list include buying a paddleboard and getting a motorcycle license. I love this. Replacing the kitchen faucet and garbage disposal on my own. Both went out within weeks of each other. Oh my gosh, that's huge. The other big one was bagging up and releasing and putting out their misery. All the dead semi-days critters my cats brought up me as gifts. Oh my goodness. Um, (laughs) I, I just, I really appreciate those who participated in this. That's not even all of them. There's just, there's men and women who are, are sharing their experiences because, uh, not, I know we feel alone, whether, whatever your loss is right now, I have a loved one who is in deep loss right now and it feels alone. It feels Like I'm the only one experiencing so much sadness. What's wrong with me? Why are things so hard? And it is, sometimes it is one thing after another, but I want to give you some hope. These people have been there. They have done that. And there is power in reclaiming. So take one step. You took a step to listen to this podcast. Now the next step is maybe you write down one thing that you want to do for you or one thing to reclaim something as yours. Even for the mom who shared, I went back to Costco after my losing a child. That's very ritualistic and something that you do. I'm sure that she felt sadness, seeing things that she probably bought for that child. Um, So to be able to do things like that is incredibly important so that you can get your life back. And that we can have joy again, no matter your circumstance. So I hope that you can figure out your next step and know that you're not alone. If 
anything, you're not alone. There is someone out there in the world who understands exactly what you are going through. So if you haven't reached out, if you are, are truly choosing to do the sadness, the hardness alone, it's time to stop. It's time to ask for help. Find someone you love and trust, someone you look up to and ask for help. Take care. Thanks for being here with me today. Whether I was with you doing your dishes while you got ready or driving in your car. If you found a nugget in this episode, please take 30 seconds. You can click on the link below in the show notes and leave me a quick review over on iTunes, or you can share on social media or shoot me an email. It offers me your support without you having to spend a dime or much of your time. Until next time, be the buffalo.